Welcome to Southern Man Western Town with your host, Jeff Lawrence. Please like, subscribe, follow, listen on any platform you listen to podcast on. Each week, we will come to you with interviews, music, comedy, etc. From all of your favorite artists and entertainers. Thanks again for tuning in to Southern Man Western Town. everybody doing out there welcome to the show southern man western town i'm your host jeff lawrence this is a halloween episode got a great show for you today i have craig rossi of uh drift into black calls in he actually calls in from a limousine so the audio gets a little sketchy at points but It'll work out fine. Check out all his music, Drift into Black, on uh, Spotify and wherever you get your stuff. Like always, I'll play a few songs on today's show. Um, He has also signed on with Black Doomba Records, our sponsor. My friend Tommy Stewart down there, the COO of Black Doomba. And uh, we'll talk about that in the interview. Also have... A practicing witch brook that's going to explain what real Halloween is all about. Not the trick or treat, give me some candy stuff. And uh, also, my good friend Brian Barentine up in New York City um, that runs Funiki Jam. You may, have, if, you, if you listen to the show, if you've been listening for a while, you'll know he was on. I don't know, 20 episodes maybe ago. Um, but he has Fundiki Jams, kind of a children's program, musical program for kids up in New York City. You know, and COVID kind of screwed them guys up pretty bad, him and his whole uh, company. But they, you know, they pressed on. Now they got into a theater, and they, they're putting on a Halloween show. And he'll... Uh, He's going to tell you a little bit about that on the show today, too. It's not live. He's, like, pre-recorded it. Uh, If you got kids, 
want something to do for Halloween that's not trick-or-treat. Even if you just want to do it you know, during the day, during the morning, he'll tell you how to how to catch his show. It's really, really good if you got children. And, um, I want to thank everybody that listened to the last show with uh, Taylor Richards of Royal Bliss. I was so far, that's been my most successful show that I've ever had. Uh, Royal Bliss is a popular band. So that, I mean, not that other people on here that's not popular, but just sometimes you never really know. I've had some really popular people on the show that didn't really uh, get as many streams or downloads as I thought would uh, they would. But uh, last week's episode with Taylor really, really um, went past all expectations. I want to thank him for doing that. And you know, you'll be able to catch them. I'm not sure how... Uh, I mean, usually catch them over at the Royal at his bar at the moment. They're, you know, they can't tour like everybody else can't tour. I know they have some dates down the road booked again, Kiss Cruise and things like that. But you never really know what's going to happen with COVID and all still out there. COVID's been going on since like my fifth episode. I've done like 55 shows with <laughs> during the during the pandemic, which was not my plan. I was planning to you know, meet people at some of the clubs and stuff they're playing at and things like that and and start interviewing them live and then COVID kind of slammed me and I ended up doing episodes without guests and I figured out how to get them to call in and uh, with some decent audio. Sometimes, like I said, on the today's show, the audio is not the greatest. If you listen back on last week's show, you know, it's really good with and it doesn't really have anything to do with Utah either. You know, we're both in Utah. I'm 45 minutes from him, but um, sometimes to get really good connections from overseas just depends where you're at. And so another side note, I was let go from playing guitar with the real Doug Elaine. Apparently he does not think the chemistry was right. Now, I don't know if it was or not. I didn't really feel any chemistry. Well, you know, I just, I just kind of look at it like I was a hired gun. I didn't really feel any chemistry anyway. Um, I haven't felt that too many times in, as in the hired gun situation. Most chemistry I ever felt was, uh, you know, a long time ago in Georgia playing with uh, old John Bell, Scott Fox, Philip Howell, those guys back in my old band, Fatal Vision. We had some chemistry for sure. I'm a shovelhead. <clears throat> but out here in the J-Law Trio, we had a, uh, Van Christensen and Trevor Alder. We had some really good chemistry. I think Van, uh, the drummer Van Christensen, pretty much has good chemistry with anybody. He's just, just uh, he knows how to lock it in. Kind of knows what somebody's going to do when they before they do it. Uh, Trevor Alder, great one, probably the best bass player I've ever played with. He's he's moved back to Cleveland, Ohio now. Uh, you can find him on Instagram playing bass every now and then. But. Yeah, I was let go from the real Doug and Lane's band, so I won't be playing with him. It's funny because I told him I'd mentioned something about Buck Owens, and he said he's not familiar with his work, and so I kind of knew it was time for me to exit. <laughs> How can you be a country singer from Texas and you don't know who Buck Owens work? <laughs> I just I don't I don't get that. And uh, but anyway, we were supposed to can we had to cancel. I was supposed to do a gig with him tonight in Provo, Utah. I had, the city tavern and then this is what's weird so i you know i got booted from the band so then i get a call from 
JD and the Brass Saddle Band, which I had on the show about five shows ago, maybe, maybe not, maybe four shows ago. And they asked me, his guitarist couldn't make the gig, and they actually were going to do the gig at the City Tavern. Um, Doug got, Doug Lane got COVID. Um, the singer for the real Doug Lane band, Doug Lane, he got COVID and he couldn't do the gig. Canceled all our gigs, canned me, so I guess he felt like it was a good time. Um, so JD was going to do the gig down at the City Tavern in Provo, Utah. I was going to fill in for his guitarist, but I only had one day noticed, um, which I didn't mind. I don't care. I'll wing anything. But I just it, it didn't end up happening because the state all of a sudden sent out this thing today. And uh, because of COVID, they shut, they're shutting everything down again. So now you can only have 10 people in the bar, from what I understand. So I just went on about my business at my day job and didn't get off in time to do it. Um, but I think I think JD's actually going to go down there and do it solo. So I don't know. But anyway, technically a free agent now on the guitar again. Yeah. Won't be the first time, won't be the last. But I do have... I mean, I do have some gigs with my trio. I believe I'm booked at 11, 14, November 14th with my trio band doing some classic rock and stuff up in Park City at the cabin. Got to confirm that, but I'm pretty sure that's going to happen if the, it just depends on the COVID lockdown situation. Well, it's just happening just today, so I don't really know what all that, what they're doing yet. And February 7th, I want to say, Got a plenty of time. I'll catch you up on that. But I'll up at the at the Ice House, H A U S Ice House, in uh, Murray, I believe, Murray, Utah. So got some trio gigs coming up. So all is not lost. Can't keep a good mind down. Every time they, every time I think I'm finished, they pull me back in. Didn't do a very good Godfather impression on that one, but. You know what I'm getting at. Anyway, today on the show, like I said, got a good show for you. So uh, I also got another uh, installment of Patrick Neville, Dreamland. Hope you're enjoying that. I know I am. Got uh, segment number four coming up with that today. And what else is going on? I got the get out and vote. You'll hear, you'll see my you'll hear my ads on here. I got some ads for different voting places. Um, Probably the last week they'll run, I guess, because election's coming up. I still think Trump's going to get it. Don't want him to, but that's the way things are. Anyway, coming up next, interview with Craig Rossi. Tell you about the Funiki Jam Halloween special.
Halloween! This year might seem more trick than treat, but there is a solution. Families and theaters across the country are reimagining Halloween fun with the Nikki Jam's Rock or Treat Halloween Show. Put on your costume and watch the new special anytime or join a live streaming concert on Halloween Day. No tricks, just fun for you and your little ones at FinikiJam.com. That's F-U-N-I-K-I-J-A-M.com. from the intro music you could tell it's email time and I did get another email this week I don't get many emails because you people aren't emailing me I've got listeners just email me you can go directly to anchor.fm slash Jeff Dash Lawrence or you can email me on to my Facebook page, Southern Man Western Town Podcast, or LawrenceJeff1968 at gmail.com, or you can email me on uh, my website, thejslawrence.com. Anyway, this email is from Brock Turner of Fairfax, Virginia. I don't think I've ever been to Fairfax, Virginia, but Brock writes, Jeff, love the show. Just discovered it a couple of weeks back. Now I went back and listened to all the other episodes that you posted, like all the interviews and turning me on to new music that I haven't heard before. I also like the, let's see, his spelling's a little messed up here. also like the, oh, the, uh, podcast playlist on Spotify with all the music from the guests that's been on and my question is why can't you leave politics and your left wing opinion out of the show well Brock I'm gonna tell you I don't really want to leave politics out of the show because it's I mean it's everywhere I look at it when I first started the show, like I said, I didn't have any guests. And you probably know that if you went back and listened to all of them. And I was, you know, a part, it was going to be a big part of the show. Um, so I, I feel like I'm going to leave it in. I mean, after the election coming up on, uh, what is it, Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, then I won't probably won't, uh, won't mention it too much after that. I will, but not as much because, you know, all it's going on. But, I mean, if you turn on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, you know, not so much Instagram, but most of the social media sites, it's all that's on there, people bashing each other over politics. As far as my left-wing politics goes, um, I mean, that's just the way I feel about it. I don't, I'm not as left-wing as people think. I mean, I am left-wing, but... I'm, I'm barely left wing. I'm kind of more in the center. Like I've got a lot of, I've got some some conservative views. Like I believe, and uh, like I don't I don't really support. I won't say I don't support abortion. I do support a woman's right to choose. But 
not at a certain point, like definitely rape, incest and stuff, but, and definitely early stage abortions, but not after like the fetus is fully formed and can feel pain and all that. So I'm not really down with that. Um, but as far as left-wing stuff, I, I do believe in climate change. I do believe man contributes to it, so i got to vote for the party that's going to try to do something about that. I've never had good health insurance, so I'm going to vote for the party that's going to do something about my damn health insurance, and hopefully at some point. I do want my kids to be able to go to college without owing crap loads of money the rest of their lives. So there's that. And, but I mean, I own guns. So that's not really a left wing thing. I've got probably got 12 guns. And I'm the, you know, I'm, I support the right to own a gun, but I don't support people having AR 15s and stuff. I just don't see the point in having military assault rifles. Um, some people don't support guns at all. They just get rid of them. I and mean, if everybody got rid of them, I'd get rid of mine. Maybe I might hide one. I don't know. I didn't say that. But, uh, no. But, I, I mean, I've lived in a place once. I used to live on this mountain up and down in southern Utah. There wasn't nobody anywhere near. And I didn't have the guns for people. But even, I mean, even that, if somebody were to break in my house at that point, I mean, it would have took a police officer half hour at least to get to my house. But it was, there was mountain lions all over the place, um, rattlesnakes, bear. Uh, so, I mean, sometimes you just have to have a gun for things like that. Uh, so, I mean, I've got viewpoints on both sides, but sorry my left-wing parts of my politics shine through a little more and get to you, but just keep listening to the show. I'll, uh, I, won't, I, won't, I won't drive you away, I promise. So just put it this way, if I if there was an airplane, you got a left wing and a right wing, I'm pretty close to the window on the left wing. I'm not I'm not that light on the very end of the left wing. But thanks for writing in Brock Turner from Fairfax, Virginia. And I hope to uh hope you keep listening. Thanks a lot for your support. started trick-or-treating. Did I have an extra piece of candy for my stupid brother? He couldn't come with us because he's sitting in a pumpkin patch waiting for the great pumpkin. It's so embarrassing to have to ask for something extra for that blockhead Linus. After every house, the gang checked their loot. I got five pieces of candy. I got a chocolate bar. I got a quarter. I got a rock. Welcome to the world of Black Doombox. Featuring the deep sounds of day glow morning, brave lover, cult of sorrow, Tommy Stewart's direwolf, wither without you, bloody jars, negative wall, 
and the artists of Doom and Comic Con, Doom Strips, Stone Man, and Registering Board. Black Doom Records. On Facebook, Twitter, Bandcamp, and Big Cartel, and BlackDoomBoRecords.co. Black Doom Records. Expect the dark. Rebirth by Drift into Black.
All right, joining me on the podcast now is Craig Rossi. How you doing, man? Doing good, man. I can't complain. Yep, and then and you're and you're the the band's drift into black, and you're the vocalist, guitarist, and keyboardist. Yes, sir. I'm hearing the like same. a I'm hearing like Pac Man in the background or something. I'm not sure what that is. I'm, uh, <laughs> uh, my driver. He's listening to uh, uh, Latin jazz. Oh, okay. Which this music is incredibly, incredibly talented, and I just want to throw my instruments out the window because they're amazing musicians. <laughs> uh, that's that's kind of what I do. I'm a jazz guitarist, even though I, I live in Utah, so I don't get to ever play play anywhere. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so I yeah, I was noticing you guys are are signed on with Black Doom, but then yes, yes, sir. Um, well, when you say the, uh, us, uh, these guys, it's mainly just me. I'm kind of a solo act. Oh, okay, I kind of was kind of getting that, but I wasn't sure if you had a. You know, I can't, a bass and drummer or whatever. Yeah, the uh, other two guys, uh, which are Clement Markelge and Paul Plaka, both uh, Clement plays drums and Paul's uh, on bass. They're kind of like, uh, you know, my session guys. Okay. And what about, uh, I guess you guys aren't playing a lot right now because of what's going on, but do they uh, do they play out with you too whenever you do? Hopefully, well, we I've never played out when uh, Drift in the Black, but hopefully that will come down into the future. We'll see, you know. Okay, how did you get how did you get in uh, how did you get involved with Black Doomba and Tommy? You know, it's pretty funny. I'm kind of uh, I I kind of jumped the gun a little bit, and I know you should never send record labels unfinished music. Yeah, but I kind of thought my kind of thought by my rough mix it sounded pretty damn good and. I sent them to a couple of uh, record labels, and and Tommy, you know, called me right away. And he was like, "Yo," he emailed me, and he was like, "You're right. I, I, I kind of, I really do uh, like your stuff." And um, and, and I, but the only thing is, I can't release anything until early 2021. And I'm like, "Where am I going? What am I doing? I might as well just, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know." And uh, I go listened to the rest of the uh, other, you know, bands on his roster, and I'm like. It's a great fit. Yeah, and I yeah I go way back with Tommy. I'm from the same town as him. I just I live in northern Utah now, but I'm from Georgia. And I uh, oh great. I used to be a roadie for Hallow's Eve like way back in the late '80s. <laughs> so oh my god, um, that was his original band. I don't know if you're familiar with those guys or not, but he he was telling me he was telling me about Hallow's Eve. Yeah, they they were they were pretty big at the time. They were like one of the first yeah. thrash bands to come around. But yeah, I used to be their guitar tech, and so that's kind of how I got to know him. But yeah, he's a good guy. You got you did good hooking up with him. Yeah, he really is a nice guy, and he works hard. Yeah, I was and I was listening. I've been listening to your stuff for the last few days, and uh, mainly on Spotify. But yeah, it's a little it's different than what he uh you know a lot of the doom metal bands and stuff he signs what. What kind of genre do you say that? What would you say that your genre is? It didn't seem quite doomy like his other stuff that he besides. I would consider it kind of like a melodic doom metal. Yeah, I, was, um, I can see that. Dark rock, melodic doom, cross between like Paradise Lost and My Dying Bride. Yeah, yeah, because he because he doesn't uh, most of the bands he. He signs. Don't, I don't think I've ever heard keyboards 
in any of it. But that's what I liked that right off the bat when I heard the keyboards. I was way into it. <laughs> and uh, the vocals, too. The vocals are really good. Um, yeah, you did a good job on that. Do you record it yourself or do you go to a studio? I record I record myself. You know, um, I don't, I'm kind of a uh, perfectionist. And I don't stop until it's perfect. So, yeah. And it, yeah, it sounded, it sounded really good. I, uh, I liked it a lot. I appreciate that. Um, is now, is that your, how many, I guess that's maybe your only release, right? Um, well, no, uh, this new one coming out would be my fourth release and with the third full length. Okay. I put out, uh, I put, put out an EP in 2017, five songs. And then 2018, I put out Dead Sons Under the Forever Moon. And then last year, I put out another full length, which was um, Anthems from the Darkest Winter. Oh, okay. So I've just been having it on shuffle. I've probably heard stuff from all of it then. Yeah, <laughs> so, sure. But you just haven't, uh, <laughs> but you just haven't uh, played live, you're saying? No, I haven't played live. Now, what, what part of um, New Jersey are you calling me from? I'm in Sayreville. I'm in John Bon Jovi town. I'm not sure if I know where that is. I've been up to Princeton and Asbury Park area before. I'm pretty much about 25 minutes north of of Asbury. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, you, but you do uh, you plan on playing live up there and stuff once everything's back open? Or I hope so. You know it. It depends. I guess you know because. I want to just sing live. If if I decide to take this to the stage, all I want to do is sing live. You know, I don't want to play guitar. I don't want to play keyboards live. I just want to sing live. So I would definitely need a roster under me. Yeah, shouldn't be hard to find one up there. But yeah, you'd have to. I guess you could probably run tracks with the keyboard, but you might not want to do that. But I guess you could. Yeah, we'll, we'll. Yeah, I could, but we'll, we'll see. You know that there, there are definitely a lot of musicians out there to be uh, to be had. You know. Yeah, I think you definitely need to, if you could, get out there at some point because it's a. Uh, I think it, I think people would dig it, man. I don't know who you would, uh, who they'd put you on the bill with. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I hope it's uh, Madison Square Garden. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> Probably well, not. You got to get a you got to get a hold of Eddie Trunk up there. He's he's not far from you. <laughs> true true <laughs> or maybe uh or maybe what's the guy from hate breed i get well i guess he's in connecticut but uh oh yeah they they always help yeah people yeah out. <laughs> well i'm yeah. then so i guess you so all the right you wrote all the stuff yourself then all the lyrics and everything everything yeah and uh um i i have a you know on the first album first length i got a uh a cellist plays a couple of parts and a female another uh, a female vocalist to, to uh sing on i don't know if you heard the song um uh, god this song off the album uh oh my god <laughs> i do that too i just i just had a long long work day and i'm like i can't even know <laughs> yeah i uh i don't know and, I, don't, um, I, don't, I don't recall hearing a female vocalist i may not have got to that one Let's see what track it was gone gone but not forgotten that track there's a female vocalist on that track which she kind of sang the same vocal lines as me and then i had rick from my 
prior bands, Great Guys Fallen, do a couple of, uh, you know, parts on that album. You know, he, he played guitar in a couple of parts. Uh, and on the new one coming out, he plays a couple of solos as well. So oh, Okay, that's cool. Um, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. going to ask you about that. I did hear a few solos in there that didn't sound, sounded like it might have been someone else. But I couldn't, mm-hmm. couldn't tell. Um, you know, as always, I, I don't, well, I, a lot of times I ask people this, but they, uh, cause I have a lot of listeners in other countries, uh, a lot of people in Ireland and, uh, Australia and they, uh, like if you were to point them, they usually go to Spotify, but if you were to point to like maybe one song that kind of sums up, not really sums up what you're doing, but you know what I'm saying? Maybe one song they would go to to kind of got the gist of what you were going for. What would it, what would it probably be? It would probably be The Darkest Winter. Okay. Off of uh, the latest album. Okay, yeah, yeah, I did yeah, that, I did listen to that one. No, yeah. That is a good one. Um, probably, probably that one. I'll probably put that on the show then, because that's a lot of times the people in the other countries, that's what they'll do. They'll hear the show, and then they'll go on Spotify, and they'll, only, they'll just put on one song, and you're, you kind of... That's kind of what they'll do, and then if they like it, they of course they'll keep listening. But so I always try to get that one that you think that's going to do it for them. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> what's uh? What's some of your uh, influences? Um, I love uh, everything Dan Swano has done. Uh, Paradise Lost, My Dying Bride, Amorphous, of course. Um, you know bands like that. A lot of European stuff. I, I'm really influenced by a lot of European stuff, mostly. Pink Floyd. Yep, I could definitely hear a little bit of that going. I'm a big Floyd fan myself. Big uh, uh, as a guitarist, a uh, big Gilmore fan. Anyway. Oh yeah, I like uh, I like. Then the you guys. may then you may have heard the uh, my uh, cover of High Hopes. I did hear that. I did. I was uh, I was surprised okay. to hear that. Hear somebody cover <laughs> that. <laughs> That's not one you think they would, you know, someone would cover, but I'm glad it was a cool, cool version. Thank you, man. Um, did you have to? Do you have any problem getting the licensing to do all that, or no? You basically, when you sign up to CD Baby to uh, you know um, put it out on all digital platforms, you basically they walk you through the process on how to make sure you're not getting the royalties for that song and and the, the artist is getting the, the the correct royalties and whatever. But I, I'm really not... No one's getting any royalties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, not, off of, uh, not off Spotify, anyway. Um, I'm, not, I'm not exactly um, destroying the Spotify servers, you know, so... Well, you got a, you got a pretty good bit because it shows me how many listens you have here and there and, like, you know, up in the thousands on each song, so... yeah. It's not bad. Um, yeah, I'm the same way. I've got, I mean, I've got 26 instrumental albums on there, and I get like a $20 check every three months, I think. Yeah. From, from like 30,000 streams or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Spotify. Yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. But it's kind of a double-edged sword, because if it wasn't for Spotify, no one would know who the hell I was anyway. So it's uh, I agree. That's kind of weird, but you got it. You'll do. Uh, you'll be getting out there a little more with now that you're with uh, Black Doomba and stuff. Are you gonna press any vinyl with him? He he presses some vinyl sometimes. Yes, it's uh, the next one is gonna be on vinyl. 
That'll be very cool. And uh, it's a concept album, so I think it'd be perfect for vinyl. Yeah, and once he uh, once he starts pushing it more, you'll get a you'll start seeing how it'll go up. <laughs> he's got a lot of he's got a lot of followers with uh, just from being with Hallows Eve and, and with Dire Wolf as his new band and stuff. Uh, I know, I know. Um, yeah, so uh, he does a lot of he books a lot of festival gigs and stuff too. So you may have to you may have to throw together a band <laughs> get, you, get you out there. <laughs> And most of them aren't in Georgia either. Most of them are up towards Virginia and Maryland yeah. and all that. Yeah. What's the uh, yeah? Well, what's the music scene like up there where you're at? Um, when when there's not a uh, virus, yeah, yeah, yeah. Virus, uh, ravaging the world, um, it's fine. Um, we have you know Brooklyn, uh, the St. Vitus Bar, a lot of bands. You know, huge bands and local bands play there, and uh, you know we have Starland Ballroom. In Sayreville, you know, um, and we, there's a lot of bars, other bars in Brooklyn and Jersey, so it's pretty good local scene. Okay, yeah, New Jersey's always been one of those states that has, you know, like its own sound and, you know, a lot of good music coming out of there. Just a lot of different places in the country do that, and some places don't don't really have it. Like where I'm at, where I'm at in Utah, we don't really have a, a sound or anything that comes out of here that people would think of. Um, yeah, and there's some states that forget it, like Florida. That's like death metal state, you know. Yeah, and then you got you know you got up there where you're at with the Springsteen and Jersey and Ashbury Dukes and all that stuff. And then you got yeah. then you got Detroit and all that. But yeah, there's something. But uh, Jersey's always been good about that. Um, mm-hmm. So now, what's your uh, what would you say your main instrument is, or is it just kind of everything? Keyboards. That's where that's how you write most of the stuff is on there. Yeah, um, started playing the keys in '94. Um, as soon as I heard Amorphous Tales from a Thousand Lakes, I was like, I want to play the keyboards. This is sounds this sounds like the Doors, but like do <laughs> like you know? Yeah. Did you um, did you kind of teach yourself, or do you have some training behind you? Or? I took I took some classes, some piano classes, but then uh, I got tired of my piano teacher trying to make me learn Beethoven, Chopin. I just wanted to write my own pieces, and that's what I did. Yeah, that's what I always did. I uh, <coughs> they, I went to college for music way back in the day, and I, I didn't finish, but I went, and they made you they made you play piano, and uh, it was the same thing. I just started writing my own stuff every time I would sit down at it. And I didn't want to. I didn't want to do all the crap they were making me do. Exactly right. Just, just, just show me simple chord progression, and I'll take it from there. Yeah. So you understood. Yeah. So were you were you able to connect kind of the guitar chords to the keyboard chords and kind of figure all that out? I still do it. I still like hit a chord on the piano and then find it on on the guitar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, you just have to hit. You just have to use both hands to get the the full six strings in if you want the full chord on the piano. But exactly, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's cool though. Didn't, have you been a? So when did you first start start getting into music when you were young, very young? Um, as far as playing, like yeah. I said, like early nineties, and uh, and then by like ninety seven, ninety eight, I joined Grace Guys Fallen, and. Put out um, seven releases with them, like you know, like five albums and like three EPs or something like that. 
What was the name? Of, uh, then, what was the name again? Gray Skies Fallen. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, are they, uh, you can find them on Spotify, too? Yeah, yeah, they're on Spotify. Okay, maybe I'll, uh, now, did you write stuff uh, for them, or was it like a collective? It was collective, all collective. I may still, uh, I may still play one of those on here, maybe, see if they, I don't know. Yeah, play one from that newest album called Deadlands. Right, but you're on that, too? No, I'm not. No, uh, that I'm, was the the one album I wasn't on. Yeah, that was the last album. I'd want to definitely play one with you on it if I did. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Um, <laughs> play something off of uh, The Many Sides of Truth. Okay. Um, uh, Among the Eight, uh, of, of the Ancients. That's a good song. Okay. Now, with them, were you vocalists or, or keys or... Just keyboards. Oh, okay, that's cool. Um, still in good, good uh, standing with those guys. <laughs> oh, I, I love those guys. They're, they're my good friends, and uh, Rick always provides guitar, uh, guitar stuff for me. You know. Yeah, that's whenever cool. I ask. Maybe, hey, he's cool. Yeah, you guys should maybe, maybe you guys could do some dual gigs. <laughs> yeah, I I do a lot of video stuff for them. You know, video trailers and whatnot. Oh, okay. So, um, now do you, uh, or do you ever do anything just, just you, just like solo, like Instagram lives or any kind of thing like that? Or I, I, nah, not really. Um, no, no, I, I did like some behind the scenes of the making of the newest album, you know, me laying down some vocals that that's about it. But, uh, nah. Where can I? Well, where can everybody um find all your stuff? Go ahead and give all your links out. Um. Well, you could have a YouTube channel. Um. Look up uh, Drift in the Black on YouTube. Um. On Instagram, I'm at Drift in the Black. And Facebook, you know, uh, HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash Facebook dot com forward slash Drift in the Black. And I'm on Spotify. Yep. Uh, what else? Probably, <laughs> probably on iTunes and stuff too. If you, if you go, through, <laughs> I think that's about it. If, if you go through CD Baby, you're probably on a. Or do they, do they do they put your stuff on Spotify or do you do it? Yeah, you know, yeah, CD Babies. Yeah, you know, they put you on Pandora, iHeart. Yeah, because I'm, I'm with them because I'm I, with those guys too. So they, yeah, you should be on everything then. Um, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. Now, what if they go to blackdoomba.co? Uh, are you on there yet, or are are you waiting? Not, on? not yet. I think they're gonna wait until they release the first single for the next uh, album. Oh, okay, that's cool. What about? Uh, is he gonna do some merchandise for you? Or do you already have some? Or I'm gonna try to get some t-shirts together, maybe posters, stickers, stuff like that. Yeah, he, uh, Tommy, probably hook you up with that. He does a lot of that too. Um, yeah. Now you were talking about your YouTube channel. Do you do now? Do you do all the videos yourself? Then you, you seem like you're no, you know a little bit about that too. I do half and half. Like um, the last album, I had two. I, I have a video. I have a videographer that do did, did two lyric videos for me. Okay. And the last lyric video I did myself. I'm pretty good with video editing. And with this next album. I had the videographer do one lyric video and then I did a video myself. <coughs> Excuse me. And then I have an official video that I'm just finished finishing up on that. I also did myself. 
So when will it? When do you think that'll be out? I'm thinking the first video and single will be out November first, around there. Okay. So and then and then and then December for the next one, January for the next one, and then maybe the full release in March or something like that. Okay, that'll be cool because this uh this interview will probably air around the first of November, so it should be right around that same area then. Right, I'll be great. Um, how, and before I let you go, how's is uh, how's the COVID situation up there in Jersey? Is it as bad as New York, or <coughs> not too good? Sound like you might have it right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Yes, yeah, I'm healthy as a healthy as a horse. Yes, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's getting bad here in Utah, but we you know we don't have near the amount of people um, in congestion as you guys do. <laughs> Yeah, there's some cases going up in New Jersey and New York, um, but I, I think we're in for it this week, this winter. So we'll see. You know. Yeah, I've got a um, I've got a friend up there, Brian Last. He's a he actually does a bunch of re- pro wrestling podcasts, but he's like way up in the woods. No, I don't know where he's at in New Jersey, but I know there's like bears and stuff in his yard. <laughs> so he must be way on up there. But uh, yeah, he was saying it was pretty bad too. So. Hopefully it'll yeah. Hopefully it'll get a get a little better. Well, man, I uh, I won't keep you any longer. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I won't keep you any longer. I appreciate you uh, putting this together and calling me. Uh, I know it's a two hour time difference, and but I have to say I really enjoy your music, man. I like you know I get a lot of uh, stuff from uh, Black Doomba, and you know sometimes I don't uh, sometimes I don't dig it. You know sometimes I do, but yours yeah. yours I uh, I really did right off the bat. Um, man, I. I totally appreciate that, man. And it never gets old every time I hear, you yeah. know, and, uh, and like, thank you for letting me participate on this, you know, it's really awesome. Yeah, thank I, you. I mean, you totally enjoyed it. Yeah. I appreciate it too. Like this, it'll go out to about 15 countries. Um, you know, you know anywhere from 2000 to 4,000 listeners. I'm, I'm probably 65 shows in, so I'm still building it, but, uh, hopefully get some new foreign, uh, listeners for you. Yeah, man. That'd be awesome. <laughs> All right, man. Well, stay safe. And what I'll do is in about three weeks when this airs, usually I'll air, I'll drop them on a Saturday. I'll uh, this is a cell phone you're calling me from. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll text you over the link. It'll be on Spotify first, and then it goes into Apple and all that. But I'll text you a Spotify link as soon as I get it up. And so you might forget about it, but in two or three Saturdays you'll get a text from me with a, with a Spotify link. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, Jeff. All right, man. Well, stay safe, and I'll talk to you soon. You too. Be safe. See Take care. Later. Bye-bye. Death from Above by Drift into Black.
My name is Brooke. I'm practicing eclectic pagan witch, and I'm here to talk about the true origins of Halloween. Um, since the beginning, thousands of years ago, Halloween, or what it was originally known as, Samhain, spelled like Samhain, has been to celebrate the beginning of winter and the onset of darker and colder days. And it marks the ending of a cycle and the beginning of another. Uh, Samhain is known as um, the Witch's New Year. Uh, the light of summer has ended, and that's time to restore energy um, for the darker and colder months ahead. And it's also the third and final season um, of a harvest. Um, pagans believe the night before the um, new year, the boundary between the world and, um, of the living and dead is lifted. So communicating with ancestors and departed loved ones is easy. Um, 
Samhain was originated in ancient Gaelic Ireland and was a uh, Celtic festival. As I mentioned before, it was celebrated as the final um, end of lighter summer days as well as welcoming of the darker half of the year. Pagan communities would make sure they had enough food for the winter, so the final harvest was done at that time, and the slaughtering of the animals became tradition as well. This was actually um, quite important and is part of what became the current theme of death for today's Halloween traditions. Um, there's a darker side um, to Samhain, going back to the Druid rituals. Um, there was many animal sacrifices that took place during that time. They were costumes consisting of animal heads and skins and danced around bonfires, but it's also been said that there were likely human sacrifices done as well. There is early Irish literature um, to back these claims up, mentioning firstborn sacrifices in poetry and so forth. Um, during Samhain celebrations. There were deities and gods that were idolized um, by Irish Druid pagans, um, one in particular that literally means Lord of the Mound. Um, and stories have been told that the firstborn children were sacrificed um, to that deity at the time, which in turn gives us current insight into the creepiness um, of death that is presented this time of year. And I highly doubt your neighbors down the street realize that uh, with their display of hanging heads and bloody skeletons in their yard. Um, regardless of the dark celebrations of the ancient pagan Celtic Druids, um, it's changed into a happy day to celebrate for many different cultures, not just um, us pagans. Um, in about the 19th century, uh, the influence of the Christians brought in all Saints Day, um, which of course was meant to replace Samhain. Uh, one of the many sabbats taken by them over time, mind you, but that's a whole separate topic I won't ramble on about <laughs> for now. Um, <laughs> it was to honor those who had been martyred and they would pray for the souls who had yet to reach heaven. They dressed in costume, had been bonfires, parades, etc. in honor of their dead. They eventually starting um, calling that day All Hallows Eve or Hallamus, and eventually Halloween. It was about that same time they became fearful and superstitious of the pagans and witches. They would light their bonfires and they would put burning circles of straw around their farm and homes to protect them from noxious weeds. Um, they would also put food on their doorsteps to appease the witches um, that would approach their houses and put salt in their keyholes. Um, to keep them from coming in their house. Um, modern traditions of Halloween became popular. Um, at that same time, um, the youth in Ireland um, would hollow out the pumpkins and turnips and carve like terrifying faces or would be considered terrifying at that time um, and scare um, the local folk. <laughs> when it finally came to America, Americans began dressing up in costumes as well and would go door to door asking for food and money based on the stories that had been told um, of the happenings in Europe. Um, the young women here believed that on Halloween they could see the name or appearance of their future husbands by doing tricks with yarn, apple parings, or mirrors. These were Christian women practicing witchcraft unknowingly. And the late 1800s approximately 
the holiday became a community gathering with neighborhood get-togethers about ghosts, pranks, and witchcraft. <laughs> At the turn of the century, that's when they um, had parties for both children and adults became the most common way to celebrate the day. And of course, they would dress up, have food, games, and costumes. Um, at that time, though, the frightening and terrifying decorations were forbidden um, due to vandalizing and tricks um, being played on them. Um, the trick-or-treating aspect of Halloween didn't really become a thing um, until about the 1920s um, because it was inexpensive. The families could reinvent the tricks and vandalizing um, being being provided or being uh, happening to them um, by giving kids candy, by giving the youth candy. Um, <laughs> that's funny because nowadays, uh, regardless if we give the kids and teenagers candy, they still come into our yard and smash our pumpkins and throw them into the street. Um, anyway, that about sums up the basics on Halloween and where it came from. Um, that's all I have for now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me. Um, again, my name is Brooke, uh, Mary Part, and Blessed Be. I deserve good things. I am entitled to my share of happiness. I refuse to beat myself up. I am an attractive person. I am fun to be with. Daily Affirmation with Stuart Smalley. Stuart Smalley is a caring nurturer, a member of several 12-step programs, but not a licensed therapist. I'm going to do a terrific show today, and I'm going to help people because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. Hello, I'm Stuart Smalley. Uh, before I start the Halloween show, I just want to make amends for yesterday's show in which I said that Madonna was shame-based and sick in her own disease. I, I had no right to take Madonna's inventory. As we say in program, when you point a finger at someone else, you have three fingers pointing back at you. And, and I guess a thumb pointing up at God. Or something, whatever. I don't know. I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway, today is Halloween, and I decided to wear a costume as a treat to my inner child. It's, it's a skeleton because it's scary and because it reminds me that I am a human being. And that's okay. That's what I am. And besides, I think it makes me look thinner. Now, I had thought of trying to come up with something you know, a little more creative or original, you know, like dressing up as a feeling, you know. But, yeah, what, what does dread look like, you know, other than my mother? <laughs> anyway, of course, I'm going to be home tonight when all the little ghosts and goblins knock on my door and trick or treat. And I've decided not to give out candy this year. I don't, I don't want to enable any little sugar, any sugar addicts, which, believe me, I was. I mean, I used to, I used to go home with my big bag of candy and eat it all in one night and get sick and try to puke 
But I couldn't, and that's why I weighed nearly 300 pounds. <laughs> Believe me, binging was not a problem. Purging, I just could not do. So, instead of candy this year, I've decided to give out rice cakes. <laughs> a few kids might be disappointed, but that's okay. It's their problem. Anyway, tonight I've decided to do something a little different. Take a risk. Tonight, I'm going to tell a scary story. You're going to be frightened, but that's okay. It's Halloween. It's appropriate. Okay. Now close your eyes. Come on. Only you can help you. That's it. Okay. It's a dark, dark night. And this 12-year-old girl is home babysitting for her little brother and sister who are asleep upstairs. And she's... She's really scared because it's, it's a big house and because it's a dysfunctional family and it's just, <laughs> just scary this place to begin with. And suddenly, the phone rings. And she picks up and the voice on the other end says, I have And the girl says, what? And the voice says, I so she, she hangs up the phone on. Now she's really scared. So she runs upstairs and checks on the kids, and, and they're fine. So she goes back downstairs, but she, she's still really scared, so she eats some Sarah Lee or something. <laughs> and then the phone rings again. She picks it up, and the boy says, I am going to Okay. Well, now, now she's really scared, and, and she calls up the operator, and she, she says, I'm getting all these these weird calls and it's scary and the operator says hang up and we'll stay on the line and see if we can trace it so the girl hangs up the phone and right away the phone rings she picks it up and the voice says I and you and just then the operator jumps on the line she says the call's coming from inside the house it's your father and he's been drinking <laughs> Isn't that scary? <laughs> yeah, but don't worry, it's okay. The operator reported the incident to the Department of Youth and Family Services. They did an intervention. The father is in AA, the girl's in Alateen, and the, the whole family is in therapy. Isn't that, isn't that a great Halloween story? It, it's scary, but with a positive ending. You know what I think? I think this has been one of my best shows ever. And you know what? I deserve it. Because I'm good enough. I'm scary enough. And doggone it, people like me. This has been today's Daily Information with Steve Smiley. Welcome to Dream Time with Patrick Neville. In my dreams last night, I had been kidnapped from the festival I was hanging out at. There were these big, giant, evil-looking guys. They were super strong, and I could not fight them off. They had grabbed me from behind, and they threw me in the back of this dirty old plumbing van with a bunch of old busted-up Yellow Streak nugget chuggers. The stench was awful. They bound my feet and my hands behind my back and stuffed a greasy old rag in my mouth. 
it was hot. We were out in the desert driving somewhere very remote and far away. I was super tired in the dream and I kept nodding off to sleep. I was jolted awake by one of my captors who yanked me out of the van. I could see bright sky, but it was obfuscated by clouds, so it looked more white. Then I looked down. I was on the edge of a spillway of a giant dam. They had me by the arms, and I had a horrible feeling I knew what was about to happen. You ready to have a good time? said one of my captors. <laughs> yeah, a really good time, said the other one in a sar sarcastic tone. All I could do was make grunting noises with the rag jammed in my mouth. Then I looked down below to the bottom of the spillway. It was full of brown and yellowish water, which was roiling away like a sea in a hurricane. Down at the end of the spillway was a giant dark tunnel where the putrid water splashed into. It looked a lot like the spillway tunnel from the Hoover Dam. Huge, ominous, black, and frightening. You're going down there, one of the captors screamed in my face as he pointed into the black tube. I knew this was probably my fate. Fear arose in me. Chills of terror shot through me as they pushed me over the edge. I splashed into the turbulent, foaming water and knew immediately this was no regular water. This was raw sewage. I floated to the surface and I was able to spit out the rag. I screamed for help with all my might, but all I could hear was the cackling laughter of my captors as I headed toward the darkness of the pipe. There was a huge drop-off at an angle, and I sped down the sloped pipe into the blackness. My hands and feet still bound, I struggled to keep upright and to somehow slow myself down. On the way down, my foot binds got caught up on a loose piece of rebar and ripped them off. Now my feet were free, but unfortunately it turned me around, and now I was shooting through the dark backwards. Soon the current slowed and the level of the water dropped. I came, I came to a halt at what I could only guess was the bottom of this spillway. There were other inlets with light coming in, but they were too far up to reach, but at least it lit up the chamber a little. There was toilet paper stuck to the walls, used condoms, and the grossest of the gross all over. But I saw graffiti on the walls, which gave me hope. There must be a way in and out of here. I must find it. I slogged through the gross water, following the walls, looking for any way out. I came across this little door embedded into the tunnel wall. It was wooden with a little iron bar window at the top. I looked through the bars and suddenly a bright light came on inside. There was a hideous face in the window, a small mutated homunculus. I asked for his help and rattled off the story about what had happened to me. He just looked at me with a cold glare and said, My name is Larrabee Akers. I wasn't always like this, you know. I used to own 50 of the world's finest golf courses, but now I am imprisoned here, forever in the dark, to rot, to rot, to rot, and he just kept screaming, to rot, over and over again. The light behind him slowly faded like an attraction in an amusement park haunted house as your car goes by. Then I heard a rumble from the darkness. A huge wave of filth water slammed into me, ripping me away from the door of Larrabee Acres and washing me further into the darkness. The current was fast and strong now. I had no control and was spinning wildly as I was washed further down. Suddenly I noticed the tunnel becoming smaller and smaller. In a panic, I tried to sit up and I bashed my head on the fast-moving tunnel above me and then blackness. 
I fell into dreams within dreams, floating in wispy white ripped up robes in the darkness, my very essence as thin as smoke floating in absolute nothingness. I woke up with a jolt st stuck and wedged inside of a tiny pipeline, my arms stuck at my sides, my legs unable to move, I'm completely wedged in the rusty pipe. I tried with all my might to move something to find a way to get out of this horrible situation, but it was no use. Nothing short of a blowtorch was going to get me out of this pipe, and that was about as likely as winning the lottery at this point. There was a laughter coming from the darkness above me. It was that of Larrabee Acres. I screamed in desperation for his help. Please, God, help me! But the laughter only grew louder, and the water started coming in. The level was rising. Fear coursing through my veins, panic-stricken. I tried desperately to move. I could not. I felt the water level rise to the edge of my face. Horrified, I let out one last blood-curdling death scream as the putrid, greasy sewer water flowed over my face and into my mouth, turning my scream into a sickening death gargle. But panic and horror soon gave way to peace and acceptance as the mire filled my lungs. The end came quickly, and I floated into blackness once again, forever to float in the darkness like smoke from a cigarette trapped in a sealed room. Here I would go stale. Here I would remain. And that's all for now. Thanks for joining me. Hope to see you again. That's been the Halloween episode. Hope you enjoyed my interview with Craig Rossi from uh, New Jersey with uh, Drift Into Black. His uh, his music's really cool. I like it a lot. It's, I don't know, you can hear all kinds of influences in there, but I really dig it. He does it all himself, so whether you'll ever see that live, don't know. Hopefully at least he'll do some videos. And uh, again, apologize for the audio not being great. He called me from, uh, I guess, on his way home from work in a limousine, going home, something like that. So kind of in and out. Appreciate Brooke the Witch for uh, writing it, or uh, not writing it, but calling in the uh, true meaning of Halloween. And pr appreciate uh, Patrick Neville uh, for his Dreamtime segment. And, uh, episode four i want to say also i don't say this enough but patrick neville is a damn talented person he besides his uh storytelling capabilities he plays the banjo pretty much anything with strings on it he plays i don't think he plays like bowed instruments but as far as banjos mandolins and all that he's a great guitarist and and vocalist too check out his band balls capone Balls Capone, you can find he they've been on he's been on the show and before he started doing the Dreamtime thing, so you may go back to that episode and listen. But you can get all Balls Capone uh, music on Spotify and iTunes and all that stuff. You can uh, I think they've got two albums out, so check out Balls Capone featuring Patrick Neville, and uh, hopefully uh, you enjoyed that segment. And uh, hopefully. And make sure you tune in to Funiki Jam. If you got small children, go to funikijam.com. That's 
F-U-N-I-K-I Jam, J-A-M dot com. And you can, uh, you can either, I believe you can just, you, I believe you can log in live for the show tomorrow on Halloween. I'm recording this on uh, October 30th. Um, so I believe you can do that or you can either watch it later. But I encourage you to do that. Brian Barentine's Funiki Jam. The interview I did with Craig Rossi was done on October 15th. So you may you may hear us talk about something uh, that's already occurred or something. I don't know. Whatever. And uh, make sure you guys get out and vote. As always, you can find me, Jeff S. Lawrence, on Facebook. Jeff S. Lawrence 1 on Twitter. J Law Music Man on Instagram. Go to my website, thejslawrence.com. You can also go to my YouTube channel, which is Jeff Lawrence Lessons. YouTube.com slash Jeff Lawrence Lessons. I did post a new video last week. It's really short, but it explains the hex tone scale. Hexatone scale. Uh, popularly used by Dickie Betts for the Almond Brothers. Kind of shows you how to get that Southern Rock Almond Brothers kind of sound. But it's a real short video. But yeah, check it out on Jeff Lawrence Lessons over on YouTube. Please uh, subscribe to that while you're at it. Also, you can get my music on my website, thejslawrence.com. You can get my my music all over Spotify, Apple iTunes, all those places under J.S. Lawrence or Jeff Lawrence. Jeff Lawrence and Wars and a band called Shovelhead. I'm hopefully going to release some, not new music, but old music that hasn't been released. May release some new stuff here pretty, pretty soon here. Also, remember you can uh, listen to this podcast on the same platforms, Apple Apple uh, Podcast, Spotify, all the places you get your you get your uh, podcast at. You can also go to the right where I recorded at anchor.fm slash Jeff Dash Lawrence. While you're there, please support the show. If you can give a dollar a month, two dollars a month, five dollars a month, it greatly helps. I'm bringing you great content. I'm not making crap. I didn't do this show to make any money. I do this show to support independent artists, whether they want to be supported or not. <laughs> Some of them apparently do not. Um, hopefully going to end the sausage fest we've been having on this show for the uh, last few, uh, quite a few episodes. We've only had, I want to say, three or four women on this show. It's been all dudes, which I love all the dudes, but we got to have more women. We got to even it out, man. So, got a couple lined up. I don't have them in the can yet. They're just scheduled. They're very uh, good ones. So, hopefully, that's going to happen soon. I don't want to say it is for sure until they actually call. I got a couple uh, episodes in the can, though. Hope you enjoyed this Halloween episode, like I said. Get your asses out there and vote. Please wear your mask and stay six feet away from people that you don't know or normally interact with. This virus is getting crazy out of hand. I know three people so far that's died. Um, I know tons of people that have gotten the virus. I do not want to get the virus, and I have to go out and work every day because I am a truck driver. I also, like, you know, play guitar in bands. I don't have any my next gigs in two weeks, two weeks from tomorrow. So 
Hopefully that's going to happen. It'll happen a lot quicker. If the dumbass people that don't want to wear a mask will put one on. And if I just offended you, I'm sorry, but just do it. I don't care if you believe that it's taking your rights away or it don't work. The majority of the doctors and scientists say it does work. Just do it. It's obvious. When you go to the dentist, the dentist is wearing a mask. And tomorrow is Halloween. Everyone's going to be wearing a mask. I can tell you what, if that bastard that kicked my pumpkin last year comes back, I'm going to talk to him about that. I didn't get to the door fast enough to give him his candy, so he put his foot through my pumpkin. Not cool, man. Not cool at all. Anyway, uh, what else is going on? That's about it. Not going to do any, uh, not going to be talking any pro wrestling. Only thing I will say one thing about pro wrestling if you get a chance, the hell on a cell they just had, check out the Sasha, uh, Sasha Banks Bailey match. That was pretty, pretty good from what I saw. And that's about it for wrestling. I'm not going to talk to you about trucking other than I am trucking every day. And I already talked enough to you about music. Go out and support music any way you can. I'm probably going to do a live show, uh, live jazz improv like I used to do on Facebook Live Sunday, which will be November 1st. So if you hear this tomorrow on Halloween, check out my live jazz improv show probably be around 10 or 11 mountain time a.m. because I am here in the high desert in the mountain west and I'm going to be signing off right now please take care of each other and please wear your mask let's get through this together no matter who wins the election on Tuesday you just gotta accept it deal with it hope for the best We'll see you next week on Southern Man, Western Town. Actually, I won't see you, but you'll hear me. Talk to you then.